place it comfortably. That's a brief talk tonight. Um, the title of this talk, which comes from this book, is um, Don't Get Stuck on Peace. Now, um, this book, um, Training and Compassion, Zen teachings on the practice of Lojong. Lojong is actually Tibetan Buddhist teaching, and it's by Norman Fisher. And I would consider it, I think, one of the top ten books to read. It's very good. Um, and the, the, they're a compilation of um, sayings that you can apply to your life. And they turn your life upside down, like this saying does, like, don't get stuck on peace. You'd think that, you know, practicing Buddhism or Zen was about becoming peaceful, but then they say, don't get stuck on it. So everything has got an antidote to everything else. And um, Zen practice, in general, is about not getting stuck on anything. Right? Peace inside, love, compassion, Zen, you know, <laughs> getting stuck on the here and now, you know, whatever you get stuck on. Um, that's not it. Mm -hmm. And so what this um, saying is pointing towards is that as we um, practice Zen um, and we may read books and we also get some kind of insight or clarity going in moments of meditation where we do, we do get a sense that um, life is just like a dream, you know, and it's impermanent. And it's kind of everything is empty, very dreamlike. You know, you get that sense of time passing. You know, it's like it's magical, and what is it? You know, it's kind of mysterious. And when we, when we get absorbed, you know, in that way of being with our life, um, we can think everything's pretty cool. You know? <laughs> everything's one. You know, everything's very peaceful. Um, but what this Tonglen saying is don't get stuck on peace is that don't turn that into some kind of belief we so quickly turn our experiences into belief mm -hmm. so even believing that everything is empty and everything is impermanent and everything is just momentary can be just a belief it's just another construction of the world that we've created and then we project it onto the world but it's not it's not the it's not the deconstructed, direct, intimate experience with life as it is. And there are some other parallels in Zen koans which point to makes the same point. One of them is one I've mentioned, I think, um, a few months ago about um, the koan, you who sit on the top of a hundred foot pole, take a step in the ten directions and show your whole body. The met metaphorically sitting on top of the 100-foot pole is the person who's, you know, after years and practice is sitting in this kind of empty, dream-like, intransient, in, uh, transient sort of space. But that's not enough. You've got to step off that. You've got to step off that construction into just life as it is. And that brings me to a story, a Zen story, which um, I've mentioned sometimes before, but it's, it's worth recycling because it's a very good one. It's not a conventional one, but it was told by um, one of my teachers, Japanese teachers, and it's about 
a monster who lives by the side of the road. And so this mythical monster lived by the side of the road and various people would come to pass and the monster would step out inside, out, step out in front of them and he would say, if you can say a word of Zen, I'll let you pass. But if you can't say a word of Zen, then I'll eat you up. And so a Buddha scholar came down the road and, and the monk, and the monster challenged him and, uh, and the, the Buddha scholar couldn't satisfy the monster so he ate him. And then a Zen monk came down the road and even he couldn't satisfy the monster so the monster ate him. And a Buddhist psychologist came down the road, <laughs> right? And he couldn't give a, he couldn't satisfy the monster too. So he, so the monster ate him. And then eventually, a farmer came down the road, and the farmer had his little cart with fruit and vegetables, and he came along, and the monster stepped out inside of him, and said, "Give me a word of Zen, um, and if you can't, I'll eat you." And uh, the uh, farmer said the magic words. And uh, the uh, monster let him pass. <laughs> uh, what were the magic words? What were the Zen words? Get out of my way. Well, could be close to it, yeah, maybe. Uh -huh. hmm? All things must pass. All things must pass. No, you get eaten. <laughs> You'd be eaten. <laughs> um, this is the nature of Kawan work. You know, which is a lot of fun, but it shows you how we get stuck on concepts. The whole, the whole process of koan work is to see where we're stuck and, and to deconstruct things so we're not just looking at life through a Buddhist lens. We're actually seeing it as it actually is. Mm -hmm. another, another koan we torment people with as well <laughs> is explain Zen so a baby would understand it. Mm -hmm. Explain Zen so a baby would understand it. It's a good koan. I do a version of this with my, my dog. And, and, um, and uh, my dog's name's Bonnie. He's a male, but he's called Bonnie, just to confuse you. And, and uh, unknown to other people, including Diana, sometimes I, because people think I'm mad, I give little Dharma talks to Bonnie. And, and I say... Things like, Bonnie, do you realise that all life is empty and without form, <laughs> and and it's and, and it's all transient, you know, and uh, Buddha nature pervades the whole universe, you know, and things like that, and it's really good because Bonnie has this very direct eye contact and he just looks at you without wavering, <laughs> and um, and he's a very loving dog, like this, you can see the unconditional love. But he kind of looks back at me and he's going, you're a crazy <laughs> human being. Yeah? You're a crazy mixed up human, what are you talking about now? Yeah? Like he doesn't understand, it's just all Greek to him. Yeah? So how would you explain Zen so a dog could understand it? Mm -hmm. You need to speak the language of dogs. But anyway, it's all a way of um, coming back to this uh, same Tonglen saying, you know, is uh, don't get stuck on peace. 
Don't get stuck on insights. Don't get stuck on Buddhist terminology. Or even don't get stuck on pleasant Buddhist experiences. Life is so changeable and shifting all the time. Um, it's not just one thing. It's so variable. And so our practice is to stay just true to the way life is in each moment and not get stuck on some narrow view of it that we project onto it all the time. This is good Zen teaching to take away. And you can talk to your dogs and cats too. (laughs) 